Busey Wealth Management, we're proud to partner with individuals, families, and foundations, ensuring possibilities become achievements. From preserving and enhancing your assets to securing your legacy for future generations, we're focused on your success. Busey Bank, building business, growing wealth. Since 1868, member FDIC. WIBC, Jason Hammer from the number one rated Hammer and Nigel show joins us in the studio. Thank you. It's, uh, I was very sad to see this because I made a lot of money off you. Uh, It's the end of an era. You have sold the last of your DJ equipment. Yes, I have retired from the wedding DJ game. Maybe I'll write a book one day because boy, I've got some stories. Um, But as uh, I believe it was Murdahl said in Lethal Weapon, and I quote, I'm too old for this bleep. And listen, when I got to events that I would DJ, I'd turn it on, man. I'd hit the switch. We'd have a good time. We'd have some drinks. We'd laugh. We'd get on the microphone. But there's so much more to it and that grind. I'm just too old for it, man. It's pressure, too. It's pressure. Like, you don't want to screw up somebody's yeah. special day, because they paid a lot of money for you. Yeah. And if my heart and my mind isn't in it anymore, it's time to get out. Yeah. And look, my all-time favorite memory of us doing weddings together, not that we were like Batman and Robin or any, anything, but I did do several with you, was, you remember the one in Brown County, where, the, <laughs> so this, I mean, this is this beautiful place in Brown County. It's in the middle of nowhere, very scenic, and- the dad, so the father of the bride, right? Yes. Just keeps coming up after every song going, Hey, I bought you guys another shot. Oh. <laughs> I'm trying I mean, to we're, talking home. Like, we're not talking like, hey, 30 minutes later, it's like boom, boom, boom. And we're like, Dude, we're not even going to know our names. <laughs> Open bar, and that's what you got. Did you have to deal with a lot of bridezillas? Oh, yeah, and that's part of the reason why I'm done. Yeah? Like, bridezillas, drunken bridesmaids, rowdy, drunken frat guy groom, <laughs> spilling booze all over my gear. Like, I'm just at the age where I don't want to deal with that anymore. You know, <laughs> I just don't. did you get into it with somebody who broke your microphone one time? Yeah. So <laughs> when you sign a contract, it's like, hey, if you break it, you buy it, basically, yeah, right. right? Well, you know, bridesmaid, you know, she's on the microphone, does the old drop the mic trick. Oh, no. You know, damages the microphone. I can still use it, but it's damaged. So, you know, end of the night, I go to the bride and it's like, hey, you guys are going to have to pay for this. Oh, yeah, fine, fine. You know, weeks go by. They start disputing it. I've got pictures of it damaged. And then uh, when they finally did agree to buy and replace the damaged microphone, they wanted the old one. Well, you did say you break it, you buy it. Well, I guess. You know, so that's the kind of crap that I just don't want to deal with anymore. But great moments in wedding history. Like, I thought this was the ultimate power move. I was DJing a wedding somewhere, and father of the bride, again, fan of WIBC, yeah. comes up because goes, I got something for you. He gets out a glass, right? He starts putting ice into it. He breaks out a bottle of the Hammer and Nigel Show bourbon. <laughs> I've been saving this for the wedding. And go. we had a couple drinks of the, uh, the Hammer and Nigel Show show bourbon. Yeah. I have to imagine yeah. that hauling the equipment in and out is probably one of the worst parts. That's it. Because I always tried to arrive like an hour ahead of time yeah. because I wanted to make sure in case there was a, 
issue, I had time to fix like it. Like a broken microphone. Right, exactly. So I'd get there an hour before, which meant, you know, I'm leaving my house, you know, 35, 40 minutes before that. And then you tear everything down, you come home. It's not just a wedding. It's like the three to four hours before and after that's such a grind. Yeah. Uh, any, uh, any, um, well, like what would, what was the most requested song you had? Probably line dance stuff. Like, you know, people wanted to do the line dances to get everything going. Like, and I always usually did that during every wedding. Uh, Cupid shuffle, the wobble, you know, cha-cha slide, things like and, that. And I can't stand this guy, but I got to give him credit. He was a heck of a heck of a DJ. He did a good job. Did you ever have any uh, chances to play a song like the mother, the the father daughter dance, where you thought, ah, that's just not a good song to choose, or were like, you ever like, if that's what they chose yeah. for their special dances? You know, they're paying me, so it's it's what they want. And, like, if the bride and the father of the bride, the people that pay me want to request a song, front of the line. Yeah. Even if I know it's going to be a total killer and just ruin the mood. (laughs) Clear the dance floor. But, man, I'm not going to miss missing photographers taking all the people outside during the party. Not going to miss the bridezillas and all that kind of crap. Rowdy frat bros. (laughs) Yeah. Not going to miss that at all. Okay, I have to ask you a question because in full disclosure, while I am a regular listener of your show, I had to work uh, my second job yesterday. I did not get to hear this. Do I buy some DJ gear? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I've chosen the bartending path. There's no heavy lifting there. Also in a climate-controlled environment at all times. Um, You had the mayor of Beach Grove on yesterday. Yes. Yes. And for some reason, this person called our show... I have no idea why. They called you guys to complain about something we did. Yes. <laughs> and even though you totally deserve to be complained about, they're not necessarily mad at you. They're mad at the mayor of Beach Grove. So I'll just play the phone call and then let you respond to it. How about that? Okay. All right, here we go. Yeah, it's uh, Wednesday about 420, <laughs> and I was just listening to Hammer and Nigel, and they talked to the mayor of Beach Grove on the telephone, and he uh, said he was a Democrat. He wants police to pull people over after 11 o'clock p.m. in Beach Grove. I guess I have to educate that Democrat mayor. Uh, this is America, and we can draw drive anywhere we want to, anytime we want to, without fear of being pulled over. That's socialism. That's communism. And that won't fly with me. So you want to scan my license plate? When it comes up, I'm a taxpaying, law-abiding citizen. You best leave me alone. Thanks. Okay. So uh, what, what did I miss? Is that a pl- an actual plan by the mayor of Beach Grove? No, it's a little bit out of context. So Dennis Buckley, who is the Democrat mayor of Beach Grove, yeah. was coming on. And what I love, he was ripping on the Democrats in Marion County. <laughs> like, if you're a Democrat politician and you want to rip on mirrors and hogshead, mm-hmm. you get bumped to the front of the line sure. at our show. And he was talking about, because he's a lifer in Beach Grove. I mean, he's been there. I went to school with his kids and so forth. Yeah. He has lived there forever. And his whole thing was... I want Beach Grove to get back to the way that it was before, to where you know police officers weren't afraid to pull yeah. somebody over if they thought you were a suspicious car mm-hmm. at eleven o'clock. You know they would pull you over if they thought you were a problem. They would pull you over. He wants the police to be a little tougher, but he also said he understands why they're not because of Ryan Mears, Joe Hogsett, the gruesome twosome. So that's basically what the conversation was. Okay, well I just thought I can absolutely not miss on playing this with you being in here and then I get a clarification on what happened and mm-hmm. okay 
It's yeah, pretty reasonable. you could take a couple different things from that conversation yesterday. It's a guy that, you know, wants things to be the way that they were. Nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that. Sounds familiar. And, you know, it's a Democrat <laughs> ripping on hog and mirrors. Yeah. And I'm good with that, too. Now, his examples may, you know, they get the headlines. There was that Fox 59 article, Beach Grove mayor wants police to hit people in the head. You know, like, I don't think that's really what he meant. You know, when you listen to the context of his statement, he's not saying, you know, that station wagon at 1105, pull it over and beat every one of them. That's that's not what he's saying. But, you know, it's kind of how it's being portrayed. Uh Football starts tonight. It does, man. And it's a tricky game tonight because of the Travis Kelsey factor. Like the premier tight end, probably the best receiving threat Kansas City has, might not play tonight. Injured his knee in practice. So we're following that. But uh, Lions at the Chiefs tonight, happy that it's back. What's, What's the spread on the game? Do you know? So it was at like six. But then the Kelsey news, I think, took it down to four. I think Mahomes is good enough. And we were talking about this yesterday. Remember when Manning would have a different tight end it seemed like every two or three years and they were all great with Manning and then they'd go somewhere else and stink <laughs> I, like I feel like that's Mahomes you could just put you could put you or me or Kev out there and like all you gotta do is just go, go run to a spot and he'll throw the ball to you be in the area true. right I will say this with Kelsey Kelsey is really good makes tough catches and you're gonna miss his blocking too because he's a physical dude he likes to fight i hate the lions though and you know why i hate mm. the lions because they've stunk my entire Four life years. yeah and now they were de- they weren't even good last year they were just decent and they were so mouthy lions fans were so <laughs> mouthy all off season oh this is our year we're this gonna is th- it. it's you, always their year you were whatever they were were they eight and nine or how nine many thanksgiving eight? dinners have those <laughs> yeah, horrible rotten them. lions all ruined of them. <laughs> yeah and now you still have jared goff as your quarterback Quarterback. You're still the Detroit Lions. I just, I hope the Chiefs beat them by a million points tonight. So I was talking with a friend about this the other day. The way some of these sports betting lines, point spreads work, is based off public perception. Yeah. And the public loves the Lions coach, Dan Campbell. You know, he's a tough guy. He's gritty. He was on hard knocks. You know, he's a fiery guy. He goes out there and practices and fights with the guys. And okay, but Patrick Mahomes... This isn't a joke to Patrick Mahomes. Honestly, between his idiot brother, his wife always giving him crap, his mom, (laughs) this is his escape. Yeah. Like, he's going to go out there and escape all that crap and just put on a show. Yeah, I would be inclined to take, I mean, four doesn't seem like a lot, but then again. Opening weekend in the NFL, historically, the dogs bark. The underdogs bark. Especially, now keep this in mind for the Colts game. We're going to talk about that this weekend. Divisional underdogs at home are like 66 and 44 the last couple of years. Yeah, but did they have the Colts roster? <laughs> well, but they're also getting five points. That's and true. Five points. Are we really convinced Jacksonville is five points better than anybody in the league? Okay, so that's super interesting because like Notre Dame is a seven and a half point favorite against North Carolina State this weekend. And on paper, I would say, wow, that sounds like a lot of points. But that's really just a touchdown and a two-point conversion. Don't we think Trevor Lawrence can beat this crappy-ass Colts team by a touchdown? Well, that's more than five. 
You think, but something about like a full season of prepare because it's week one, right? And Steichen knew he was opening up with the Jags. Yeah, that's true. Started watching tape on Trevor Lawrence, and Trevor Lawrence last year didn't get going until the second half. So is Trevor Lawrence either somebody that's inconsistent that starts the season like crap and gets better, or did he turn a corner last year and he's going to come out and have a great year? We don't know. Okay, so you know how I am with money. I'm going to execute this tomorrow once you have the last opportunity to weigh in on this. But instead of losing my money week to week, I just plan on losing my money for the entire year. Yeah. So I am planning on betting on the Colts under six and a half wins for the season and the Bears over seven and a half wins for the season. What do you think? I like those, and I think you should also pick a Super Bowl champion. Yeah. Just in case those two both go off the rails by week 13. Yeah, something else to look forward to. Something else to look <laughs> forward to. And it's got to be somebody to. decent. It's not like me taking Harry Higgs in golf each week. It's got to be somebody that has an actual chance. Everybody's got plus money right now because yeah. it's hard to pick. Like, there's great value with the Bills and the Bengals right now. Good value with those guys. Notre Dame mm-hmm. could lose that game this weekend, couldn't they? They the could. season could be over. You know, the last three games that Notre Dame's quarterback has played against NC State. Because he came from Wake Forest where they yeah. played NC State all the time. He's a handsome fella, Are by you the talking way. about that 50-year-old guy? He is a, I mean, he's a, I mean, he's a, you, you're enamored with him, right? I mean, he's a good, a good look. He, he he's did. not a college kid. You know who no. else is enamored with him? NC State. Six <laughs> interceptions in the last three games against Hartman. <laughs> He's got that full beard. I mean, he does not look like a college well, student. Well, because he's not. He's well, like he's like he's saying. like my age. He's like fifty. Right? He's, he's like, like Scott Bakula. <laughs> he is necessary roughness. He's Scott Bakula. I think he's like two, almost three years older than the Colts starting quarterback. <laughs> What's coming up this afternoon? You, Rob oh, Kendall, yes. Yes. you are going to come by and flip tables over and go off the rails. How exciting. <laughs> Thank you, Hammer. It is Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Oh, my, 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 my.